Hey, this is Eric from True, and you're listening to the Stuff Up Podcast. Welcome to the Stuff Up Podcast, a place where we delve into different topics to learn more about ourselves and more about others. Let's get right into it today as I'm speaking with sound engineer, podcaster of true and overall amazing person, Eric Crosby. I'm here with Eric Crosby from True. Uh, my pleasure to be here. Thank you. So you are, you wear many hats. You are a podcaster. You're a sound engineer. You are producer. Correct. <laughs> all, all in the audio world. Yes. What's your, what's your favorite part actually? Uh, the finished product. Absolutely. For me, it's, it's, I, yeah, I, I don't know. So less the journey and more the, the end it's the destination. I like the the finished product. I like releasing new content. I like getting onto the next project. Uh, and for me, the journey is, um, it's a lot of work. Um, and don't get me wrong, anything involved in the audio world is, is you know, a labor of love. But, um, but for me, the, the, uh, the end result is the, is the motivation. So when you finish an episode, are you like, yes, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes and no. Also, I mean, for anybody who who puts together, um, you know, content uh, and works, you know, it, it, whether it's video editing or audio editing, you know, by the end, you're, I guess, kind of, and I don't mean to say it like this, but sick of that particular project, but you just want to move on to the next one, because you've just spent, you know, countless hours, uh, you know, editing. And so, you know, yes, I'm, I'm like, yes, I'm excited that that project is, but my excitement is more that it's done, and I'm ready to move on to the next one. Yes. Well, it's funny. In uh, one of the Facebook communities I'm a part of, people say, do you listen to your podcast after it's released? And a lot of people said they do. And I was like, well, I get so sick of it because when I'm editing and I just hear it constantly that I don't really listen afterwards. <laughs> it takes, and I'm sure a lot of people are like this. Uh, it, it'll take a month or two or, you know, some time afterward for me to go back and listen to it and go, yeah, okay. Okay. That, that was, that was cool. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't make so many mistakes. So yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> there, there is always that sort of retrospective where you're like, okay, yep. That was a, that was a cool project. And you're cool with listening to yourself. No, not even remotely. Oh, really? I I, nope. I actually say this to everybody um, who asks. Uh, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't like my voice. I don't like listening or working with my voice. And uh, I, I think anybody who, who, I think most people who work with their voice is probably of the same mindset. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I don't know. Maybe people love the sound of their voice. I just don't particularly love the sound of my own voice. Um, and yeah, I, I think always most people don't. <laughs> and so I just prefer. I you know I always prefer working on other people's audio, um, other people's dialogue, other people's podcasts, um, rather than my my own. But um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, funny story. You and I used to work together. We did, and. When uh, I told uh, another coworker, Daria, I was like, oh, do you remember Eric? She goes, yeah. Oh, he has a podcast? I always, because she said you had such a nice voice. You have such a nice voice. She always <laughs> thought that you should be on radio. Oh, that's so, so sweet to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really funny. Do you probably, did you get that? Because Eric and I worked on the phones in customer service. 
in a financial institution. Did you get clients or customers calling? No, not customers. Sorry. We Well, you dealt with customers too, but we were mostly talking to staff that called in. Yeah. Did you get people saying you you should be on the radio or? People were always very kind when they called in and did say, especially when I had my morning voice, because if you were on you know, nine o'clock and you hadn't had enough time to actually talk, um, your voice sounds a little bit different first thing in the morning. And so I, I definitely had a bit more of a robust voice at nine o'clock in the morning. And people were always very kind to say, wow, you're you're in the wrong job. You should be be on radio. And I always took that as a, as a compliment. And I, I guess ultimately, you know, putting myself on a, on a podcast is, is sort of close to it. Yeah. Well, do you remember? So I used to hate listening to myself because you're right. The voice we hear in our head is different than the voice that's actually out there that other people hear. And I remember when we had coaching once a month and we had to listen to our calls, it was the worst. And I was like, no, I don't want to hear it. But they made us. <laughs> But actually, that was good because now I'm okay listening to myself, whereas I'll have friends who come on and they're like, oh, I don't know if I can listen. I don't like listening to myself. <laughs> and I was like, hey, seven years of that job, I, I guess I'm over that. I, if it can build the, if it, if you can build a tolerance to uh, to listening to your own voice, unfortunately, in front of a, a live audience, like in a work uh, situation, then <laughs> more power to you. I, I never got used to it, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and still haven't. So, how did you get into podcasting? Um, I think, like a lot of people, it was just either a question, like, "Oh, what are you listening to these days?" And somebody's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm listening to this show and this show," and you know, it just. I, or, you know, or as the word podcast became more and more a part of the public um, lexicon. Um, for me, it was a very specific uh, moment that actually got into it. Uh, when I walked into work one day, a bunch of colleagues were talking about cereal and they were so excited about cereal. And I, I don't normally do this, but I walked up and I, <laughs> I asked them, um, sorry, I, what are you guys talking about? And I assumed they were talking about breakfast, but again, I had never heard of a I'd never heard a group of people so enthusiastic about breakfast uh, before. Um, and so they, of course, were talking about the podcast serial, which millions of people have listened to by now, I'm sure. Um, and so I did not even know how to access it at the time. So somebody not only had to tell me what the podcast was, but show me how to access it on my phone. Um, and once I did, I was hooked. And it was one of those things where, you know, you have your walk home or your drive home and you get home and you're not done with an episode. And then you listen to it for however long it takes to listen to it. And that is a cool, cool thing to be able to capture somebody's attention, um, like that, uh, especially when you're just listening. So, um, that was definitely my introduction to podcasting. And I knew from that moment on that I was going to get into it at, at, at some point, just with my background in audio, um, and the fact, as you mentioned, we were both in financial services at the time. Um, you know, it's just a great creative outlet. So podcasting, definitely, as soon as I heard my first one, I I, I heard an avenue of creativity that I, that wasn't there before. So that, that's how I got into podcasting. Cool. Um, I remember first, and I, I still get this from people. They're like, wait, what's a podcast? How do I listen? <laughs> And I asked the same thing online with this uh, somebody I follow and they had a podcast. And then I was like, wait, how do I listen? And so then I started hearing more and more. And my friend told me about the Canadian True Crime podcast, which I started listening to. And then Christy Lee, who's the host, was mentioning Eric Crosby. 
is <laughs> my producer. You produced it, right? Or you- audio production, yeah. Audio production, okay. And I didn't clue in until I was like, I'm going to ask, I'm going to Google this Eric Crosby and ask if he can maybe, I can ask him some questions about audio. And then I find out you were the Eric I worked with, and that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely took a, a, a slight detour on my on my last career, for sure. So uh, that was awesome. And Christy was a huge part. Uh, Christy Lee, the host of uh, Canadian True Crime, the creator of Canadian True Crime, was a huge um, influence on um on podcasting, I uh, did another thing that was a bit out of my comfort zone, which was write her uh, an email, where I wrote her show an email and just said, uh, she had mentioned in one of her, I think, it, uh, the first or second episode that she had released, she mentioned that she was recording everything in her closet and had very politely apologized to her listening audience that, you know, she didn't think the quality was very good, even though it was. Um and that, uh, you know, she was getting better. And, and, and just as an audio guy, I thought I could help. And so I wrote her and just asked her very, very flat out, can I do the audio production for your show in return for your wisdom and experience and mentorship? And she um, more than delivered on that um, as, we, uh, as we have been working together for years. Nice. Yeah, I remember her saying that. She's like, I apologize for the quality for earlier episodes. And she was, I think, sitting with the mic on her knee or something. (laughs) And I remember thinking, what? Your audio was really good from the get-go, which was amazing. But yeah, and she's super nice because I've emailed her a few times with my own questions and she responds back. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, no, she is incredibly sweet and very giving of her time, um, of which I'm sure she has very little, because uh, she puts on a very big show, um, and uh, and it does take a, a lot of work uh, to get it done. So, uh, no, she was incredibly, incredibly gracious with with her experience, um, and just as as I got more and more prepared to release my first show, yeah, she walked me through all the fundamentals. I, I knew nothing at the time. I didn't know anything about RSS feeds or how to even get how to get to that stage. So my very first questions <laughs> were probably, you know, the, the, the very easiest of them all. Like, what do I do first? Um, <laughs> and so once you get that though, and you can pass that knowledge on, it, it's, it's amazing. So especially with the popularity of podcasts and so many people getting into it, you know, it's just, it's fantastic to be able to you know, pay it forward. Yeah. That's so cool. So your podcast used to be called Beyond Bizarre True Crime. Correct. And it was based on weird true crime stories. Absolutely. Like the title said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's just based on true weird stories. True bizarre stories. Absolutely. Also true. Uh, The show went through a bit of a a change, um, a very amazing change, actually, um, in that the license was bought by a company, an entertainment company, and, uh, and they wanted to open up the genre from just true crime to you know uh, all true and fascinating stories. So for me it's been it's been really fun to work not only for a company that is supporting podcasters um but also to open up the the the, the topics, the stories that I can find which yes there are some amazing totally bizarre crime stories out there, but there are some really amazing bizarre non-crime stories as well that I also want to um um to tell. And I had collected over the uh, couple of years that I was doing Beyond Bazaar. So, um, so no, it was a welcome change and, uh, and definitely a lot of fun. 
How do you find your stories? Uh, through everything, conversation, through people sending me um, ideas, uh, you know, family reading articles, mentions. Uh, if I, you know, just if I overhear somebody on the on the you know, public transportation saying something, it's just wherever I can get a cool story and then sort of follow that rabbit hole, no matter where it goes, um, to the point where I'm like, oh, that that's a really interesting story. To, to you know, there are a lot of really cool stories that are just sort of they don't go beyond the headline. So the headline is the story. And, and, and for that, you know, you can put a whole bunch of those together in, in, in one episode, which is fine and have a sort of compilation of really weird things. Um, but, you know, to come up with a really good story that you can tell in 20, 25, 30 minutes, um, you know, uh, is fantastic. And, and those are the stories that I like to come across. And those are the ones that I, I definitely note down um, as I go. And you have, I like how you add the audio clips of like the news audio clips or um, mostly the news audio clips. Right? Yep, definitely the, the, the ear that, candy. Yeah, that makes it for fun. And also like we actually believe you that it happened. <laughs> well, there are just so many weird stuff that it just is, you know, at least I can reinforce, you know, some of the things that I'm saying with actual news articles that, that you know, will back up a little bit. So, um, so no, when I can find something that, uh, that reinforces or I think augments the story that I'm telling, then um, yeah, I'm, I'm all over that. You also have somebody who researches. I have two people who research. Um, oh, okay, cool. I do indeed. Uh, and they're great. One is in the US, one is in Australia. And so uh, at, at any given time of the day, I'll get a, I'll get a script, which is fantastic because uh, I, as a weekly release and having a full-time day job, um, I went, uh, yeah, my, my schedule just sort of exploded. And, and yeah, getting that sort of support where I can jot down all of these uh, story ideas and sub-story ideas within those episode topics. Um, yeah, they, the researchers uh, will go off and, and they uh, they write it. Um, they uh, op- uh, will give me first drafts. I mean, it's just they do so much of the work that, uh, yeah, it just makes 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 the uh, the never-ending factory line continue uh, <laughs> so it doesn't slow down. Check out buymeacoffee.com backslash stuff a podcast. Podcasting can be fun and stressful and fun. But like with anything, there are costs that do come with podcasting. Things such as paying for the hosting website and the editing software and marketing and little odds and ends. If you enjoy the content you hear at the Stuff Up Podcast and you want to help support, check out buymeacoffee.com backslash stuffuppodcast. Every little bit helps. Thanks a bunch. One of my favorite ones you did. I mean, there's been there's been so many cool ones. Thank you. Uh, but my favorite one so far is the one where the guy, the weird ways people quit their jobs. Oh, yes. Yes. My, and, one of my favorite. <laughs> one of your favorites? It, it, actually, it is one of my favorites because it, it, it's just, I, there are some really funny stories and they're, they, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say it's, okay. You, oh, wait, you don't watch The Office. Oh, no. Now everybody knows. Okay. Uh, there's a story. <laughs> not everybody does. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh my God. I know. I know. There's a story I'm saving when- it. I'm saving it for, for next year. I don't know. 
There's a story when Michael goes in to quit and then everyone wants to hear his story and he knows it and he just keeps going on and like telling all these stupid details. And it's just like every and Oscar says, or I think they talk about how they would do it because everyone's dreamed of quitting their job. And so it's just the super most fun thing to hear how people quit their jobs. I remember seeing one online where people like baked a cake and they said like, I quit or whatever. No, and those are those are awesome ways, but I swear when it makes news, <laughs> that's <It's> good. <laughs> that's a story that I want to tell. It's like, oh, well, that's quite the resignation. So, yeah, how I quit my job uh, was was just a fun episode to do for sure. It makes me sad how I quit mine. Uh, you didn't do it in in style, or no? Well, I liked my manager. I liked the people around me, but the it, it's the people up above in their ivory towers, I like to say, that really make me angry mm. because they're the ones making the decisions and they don't really understand how all of us are like working as hard as we can. And they just, you know, so you kind of want to tell, tell them off, but I don't want to tell like my media boss off because he's pretty cool. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I remember when I did quit though, and then I wanted to say goodbye to everyone. And I was walking around the whole floor, giving everyone hugs. And my manager had to as soon as I quit, basically, because it was a secured floor, basically like, oh, well, I have to walk with you because otherwise you're not allowed on the floor anymore, right? You're no longer staff. So I was like, Ouch. oh, awkward. Apparently another manager would have just kicked you out and everyone would have had to come to the hall to see say goodbye. But he let me like say goodbye to everyone individually. So that's cool. Weird. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh. How yeah. did you, because you're partnered with Imperative Entertainment. How did they find you? Um, very interesting to me in that uh, one of the people there, I guess, had fallen on my podcast and enjoyed <laughs> a few of the episodes um, and had reached out. Uh, it was It's a relatively new um, division, as far as I'm aware. So they were looking, I think, to build up their catalog of shows. And so, um, I don't know if it was just a, an initial scouting call, but it did, uh, pave the way to bigger conversations, um, about where the show uh, could go and, um, what kind of support is available. And so, yeah, after quite a, a bunch of discussions, um, I decided to sign with those guys and, and yeah, I've been, I've been very, very pleased, um, with the support I've been getting from them. It's basically just keep doing what I do and, and which I thoroughly appreciate because I think what I do is a little bit off. <laughs> and so to have a company support that is, is fantastic and, uh, and lets me get more and more creative and, you know, this just, yeah, I'm just enjoying all, all of the uh, support that I'm getting from them. It takes some of the weight off of you and cause you get other people then involved helping you. Exactly. You have a team. Um, and, and that changes things a lot as far as what you were able to, to put out. Um, and, and also, you know, the contribution, I mean, if you're doing it by yourself, um, it's one thing, but if you have contributions from all over the place, uh, and you're able to incorporate those, I think the end product, um, you know, just gets better and better. Yeah. I've had, actually, we've discussed this before cause I'll message you and I'll say, Oh, so-and-so messaged me cause they are, pr uh, podcast promoter but oh i had another one today so this guy i keep getting them saying hello sir and i'm like uh, uh i'm not first yeah. of all research my my name is there my picture is there somewhere 
I'm not a sir. Uh, but also it's just like, I don't know how I, if I can trust you because there's so many that come at you and they really haven't been online for too long. It and is, the grammar no, it, might it, not be the best. So I'm like, yeah. ah, how do I know you're not a scammer? Like, yeah. It, the, the, it's true. I mean, I, not to say that there are scammers. It's just true that there are a lot of people who have gotten involved and 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 in the podcast industry in auxiliary way auxiliary ways that I could not have foreseen. So yeah, there are there are lots of people doing different jobs um, that I guess require a huge social network in order to be successful. And for that, you know, kudos to them. Good luck, and I'm. I'm here to support as much as I can, but definitely interesting how many people are out there willing to promote your show and you know do all the social media stuff. And um, personally, it's it's actually a very small portion, I think, of the larger podcasting picture. Um, so you know, in a way, that's great that somebody else is doing that. Um, but also in another way, it's something that I think can easily be done by the independent content creator. There's some, yeah, there's some really cool ones I follow on uh, Instagram and they, they take a lot, like they'll do the show notes, the pictures, uh, promotion, some of the other stuff, which I'm, I've been tempted because I'm like, yeah, that would take the stress off me a little bit. But at the same time, I like having the control because then it's like, I get to put what I want. Whereas if somebody else is doing it, I'm like, oh, what if I didn't want it that way? I don't know. It's a little bit scary, I guess, to put it in somebody else's hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's something that you can't do, in other words, a skill, it's a skill that you just can't do, then I totally get. It. Like, great to have those resources out there. Um, fantastic to have those resources out there. Um, but you know, if all your, if it's just cover art or you know, trying to get the message out, I just think there's so many online resources available that you know, unless time is is one of those things that you just don't have, then um, you know, I you know. Going online and grabbing a cool pic and putting it up there to announce your latest episode is is pretty pretty simple after you've spent all the time creating that episode. So the creating was the hard part. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. If, you know, if your biggest stress is you know, cover art, then it, do you know much about the marketing? Because I I keep hearing you need to go on social media and, and post, post, post. But I mean, I don't know if that actually because listeners doesn't necessarily mean or sorry followers on instagram or whatever doesn't necessarily mean listeners agreed and i wish i were more of a social media expert i i don't know um i i don't account a lot of my online work to listenership um it is building an audience it's it's there for me to notify a base that you know things are going on and you know just as it's it's just a way for me to it's an outlet like everything else um but as far as it being the, you know, uh, you know the f- the number one thing creating my audience, I, I certainly hope not because I'm not great at social media. Um, <laughs> so you know, um, I don't know. I don't. I think there are a lot of other factors driving listenership other than you know having a you know a hundred Instagram followers or you know a thousand Facebook followers. I, I I don't know, but certainly that contributes to, to it, and I, I don't mean to underplay it. Um, but I just don't count on it as being the, the end all be all for, you know, developing your audience. 
Um, I do think word of mouth is is probably the number one thing. I mean, it's, it's how I hear about uh, the latest podcasts or through my friends um, and family and, and they're like, oh, what are you listening to? And people who you know enjoy the same content as I do, um, you know, that, that's where I start. That's where I hear all of these things. Yeah. The great thing about podcasts, like you said, when you're on public transportation, and that's what I loved about like living in Toronto. You're waiting a lot <laughs> for the yep. subway and the bus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You've got time to listen. And yeah. And so, and sometimes I would download stuff on my phone to watch, but it wasn't always easy to kind of watch and listen. But if you're just listening, it was a lot easier. And so that helped me on my way to work and on my way home, or if I had, if I was on a walk or whatever. And also, I like podcasts when I am cleaning or doing anything because sometimes I used to have the TV on all the time, but I'd always end up just stopping and watching it, even though it was like, you know, the Big Bang Theory marathon and I've watched it a gazillion times. I would still stop and kind of watch it and not get much cleaning done. But that's why podcasts are great because you're not, you can listen and still do stuff and not get totally distracted. Exactly. It's mobility. So it fits with me rather than me having to fit with it. So I walk a lot having uh, living in downtown uh, in a city. So for me, it's really great to have something other than maybe I hate to say it even music like you just okay I, I just want to hear something more I want to listen to something more I want to learn something more um, and not necessarily have it be news related but more entertainment so that's where podcasts fill a gap that I think has been um, you know which is why it is so popular now obviously there was a gap because it's it's gotten really popular so and I can't even keep up with all mine because I listen to a variety of different ones yeah but it also depends on my mood. Like there was one I was listening to the other day. It was a po political one. And I'm like, oh, this is too much for today. <laughs> so I turn on one of my office podcasts. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, this is much better, you know. Or <laughs> There is something for everybody in podcasts, which is, again, what makes it so incredibly appealing to so many, so many different people. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. I don't know about you, but I, okay, I used to listen to music a lot. And Not now, anymore? Not really. It's podcasts, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I was, oh, I was talking to somebody earlier today and she goes, what, what's your favorite music? What's your favorite song? And I'm like, well, asking a favorite song is really too hard. Mm. My favorite music, in the 90s, I was listening to like everything on the radio. And I was really into boy bands, Back, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And then like Nirvana and all those guys. And as I get older, I'm like, People are like, what's your favorite? I'm like, I listen to classical music or podcasts. Like, I really don't listen to much else. I don't even know. Like, people are like, have you heard of, like, so-and-so weird name? And I'm like, no, what is that? Oh, no. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's easy to miss out a lot when you have your headphones in all the time listening to uh, podcasts. It is like, oh, what's happening on the world right now with music or news? So, But I guess that's the kind of escapism in some cases that is really good for some people who are looking for that. Yeah. Like me, like like watching movies. I, I want to sort of escape into that world for however long that episode lasts. Definitely. <laughs> Do you have any tips for up and coming podcasters? I always tell content creators that if they're going to stand out from the hundreds of thousands of podcasts that are out there um, and tens of thousands that are being released every single week, is to put 
effort into it other than hooking up a microphone and talking about whatever comes on your brain. It just, I don't know. There's something about scripted episodes, something about even an outlined episode where the conversation has a purpose. Um, you know, it's not just tangent after tangent after tangent and you just sort of, or just a bunch of people drinking around a microphone. And, and for that, I'm sure there's, there's an audience, but, uh, for me, it's, it's more, you know, I want to hear the production value. I want to hear the quality. I want to hear somebody who's taking the time to, you know, actually find a quiet place to record. Um, so I always say to people, you know, at the very least come up with a script, even if you're just talking, um, about a subject that you're interested in or an expert in just, just outline it a little bit so that you have a structure. Um, and, and it doesn't take much effort to just do a little editing. If you can do it on your, your phone these days, you can certainly do it to a podcast that you're about to release it to a lot of people. So just putting a little effort in goes a really long way in a large pool of competition where the majority don't put in any effort. And you can truly hear that, uh, when you turn it on and, and you're like, Oh, that's, that's just, that's just really bad. So, you know, for me, it is what, what attracts me is really the, um, the quality. It can hurt your ears. Indeed. I've had people <laughs> say that about like, cause when I first started, I was just doing zoom interviews and then I've, I've had, uh, editors come along and, and friends are like, Oh, well, you know, Sound is not the best. I'm like, I know, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> but then you learn as you go, right? Well, that's it also. And and I'm, you know, not just the bad sound, because bad sound actually is is not the end of the world if it's coupled with, you know, a really good story. I mean, bad sound to a point where you can't actually understand somebody is horrible. But, you know, if it's, <laughs> you know, if it's, I, there are certain things that you can get away with if you're compensating with something else that's amazing. So, you know, I've heard really great podcasts that aren't recorded with the greatest quality. Um, and, and that's totally fine. But when you have a you know not very interesting content coupled with really bad sound, coupled with no editing and the whole thing is just a, you know, a an audible mess, then, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where I go like, Oh, I don't want to give this thing more than 10 seconds. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I've because I'm a perfectionist. And so for me, <laughs> it's like I can't I can't start until I know everything and I got it all perfect. And that's just not how it happens. And then people I kept hearing just start, just start and you'll learn as you go. Yeah. And so, man, I'm glad I started because I learned so much already yeah. and I still yeah. have so much more to learn. But yeah, if I never started, I'd still be sitting there freaking out about it, like not knowing what I'm doing, right? Yep. And I'm with you. I, if I could go back to my first few episodes and change things that I've learned now, I would absolutely. But um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a, what do they say? It's a marathon, um, not a race. And, and I guess a marathon is a race. But uh, at the end <laughs> of the day, it's just literally just doing it, um, you know, and getting better and learning and asking questions and you know, drawing on those people that, that you're friends with and your network and asking, how do you do it? What are you using? What microphone are you using? What program are you using for this? And just, it's just constantly learning. Yeah. Another thing I've had to learn, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I do have some friends and family who listen or who've tried to listen, mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I also have friends and family who don't. And I've had to accept that, you know, that, that might not be 
they're oh my not God. my target Ste- audience. Steph, right? exactly. Like your friends and family are probably the last people to listen to your podcast, which is really funny because I agree. My family and friends don't really listen to my show. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they're supposed to. I, I, I think they feel <laughs> obligated to, and that that's not the kind of you know listenership I want. So no, it's really funny you should say that because I agree with you. Family and friends typically, I think, don't listen to their their own family or friends the show it's like good for you good for you getting it out there and then and then if you like actually you know do something with your show or it's been on for a year or so like you're still doing that like <laughs> oh it's it's yeah, interesting <laughs> like yeah i know i've yeah you've got 150 episodes out now it's like oh yeah it's won 17 grammy awards and you're like oh i didn't realize it had won any awards and anyway i'm just i think it's hysterical when uh <laughs> You know, family and friends sort of question every you know, six, 12 months, like, oh, you're still doing that? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you're not alone. Do you have a website? No, not for this one. Um, any interest in the show can go through Imperative Entertainment, uh, which is just podcasts at imperativeentertainment.com. But uh, no, I'm sort of happy to say that I don't have to do um carry a website anymore um we do a lot of social media posts but uh no no website yeah it's because i have a website and i blog about the episodes yeah which i started just because i wanted to say more than just what i was talking about with people but now i'm like oh i mean it is fun but sometimes it's like oh man what am i gonna say on this one (laughs) it always seems weird to me to focus on audio only to then spend a lot of time doing online visual stuff so no i i yeah I, I try not to spend too much time i did have a website for the beyond bizarre show and i was very happy to to uh to drop that from my to-do list yeah that's that's a lot because then you have to find well you'd have to get the pictures or did you have the pictures on as well oh yeah no different... on on the old site yeah all the pictures were there the episode stuff was there it was um it was it was it was a fully functioning website constantly updated well, thank you so much, Eric, for coming on. Thank and you, Steph, for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. And yeah, listen to True. Every Tuesday it comes out. <laughs> thank you. Yes, it does. You know, that's how I know what day it is. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I could keep your uh, calendar in, in check every Tuesday at uh, 4 a.m. Tuesday's yours and Wednesday's Office Ladies podcast. <laughs> Sorry, right. Office. I listen oh. to like all these Office podcasts. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for including uh, mine on your list. I do appreciate it. So go and check out True. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts and go and subscribe and rate and review. And while you're at it, if you can subscribe, rate and review to the Stuff Up podcast, that would be awesome. Thank you. You'll want to come back for next episode as I speak with author of If my ass were smaller, life would be perfect, and other lies the mean girl in your head tells you. Julie Glynn. We talk about food and weight and our relationship with food and weight and how we speak to ourselves because we are that mean girl. We are mean to ourselves. Why do we do this? No, we shouldn't. But we do it anyway, don't we? So... That is a an amazing episode, and I had so much, I learned so much from Julie. So, yeah, I'm excited for that episode to come out. 
check me out on Instagram, Steph Up underscore podcast, Facebook, Steph Up Podcast, and my website is stephuppodcast.com. Check y'all later. I hope you go out there and make it a great day. Bye.